How the fuck do radios work, bro? Fuck magnets. How do radios work? I'm trying to, bro. They're on some other shit. <laughs> I say, like, you could just send his voice through the air into this other box. I don't understand it, bro. <laughs> bro, even like speakers oh. kind of blow my mind. How the careful. fuck do they do no, that? No, speakers I'm, are crazy, actually. Yeah, because the science behind them is really crazy. Well, you know what's actually funny? I I learned. So I was doing research for the podcast to get new mics like months ago, and it was for these two mics that I got. I started out with two of those silver one Behringer ones. Then I got these two that your guys are on. And then I got these two, and I got gotten different mics every time because I, I kept love Audio Technica. I, I like Audio Technica, really good for the price, like really good. I use their headphones for producing. Yeah, their headphones. Are those the M50Xs? These are like the probably next up from the cheapest ones. Oh, okay. Um, M20X. Okay. Yeah, I actually do want to get some nice newer ones though, but these do the job really nice too. They're really comfy. They were very com- much more comfy, like in the beginning. Uh, and over time, from like a few years of use, they started wearing down. Like the padding is a little. Yeah, yeah. I I got actually got studio monitors like the actual like speakers. Yeah. And um, I preferred those over wearing headphones. So. Oh, when you have like nice, super. I bet they're like flat, really balanced. They're pretty decent, but you know you got to still deal with like room reflections and shit like that. Yeah. You know, um, it's not like a sound treated room. It's straight in my ki- kitchen mm-hmm. is where I have it set up. You know, <laughs> your kitchen's the stoop. Apartment. <laughs> it's a big room, so. It's a lot of like reverb and unnecessary like bass yeah. reflections and shit. But <laughs> you'll piss off your neighbors and shit. I don't even use headphones when I DJ, honestly. Oh yeah, I noticed actually. Yeah. I just kind of like know the songs I'm playing and just fucking, I envision in my head that these two songs are gonna work together mm-hmm. and mash them together. And there you go. Most of the time they do. If you get that beat, get it on beat and shit. Just beat match and send it. Yeah. Welcome to Ghost in the Ox episode. F- 41 this is Devin. we got a special guest ty jesus ty jesus and do you go by that like regularly do people call you that or people just call your me name? ty jesus all the fucking time for real yeah that wasn't <laughs> just crazy. like like it's weird but it was weird at first but i've kind of gotten used to it but i guess it was just kind of catchy and people just mm. ran with it so that's a good name that man. is a pretty cool name we also got andreas here what's up what's up and gunner Yo. Oh, I never yeah, said what I, I was saying earlier about something about I learned when researching mics. Uh, I like, I think it's interesting that speakers and certain types of microphones, like um, dynamic ones that aren't powered, they work in the exact same way as a speaker. Yeah, during it's a just sta- a, It's dur- just a fucking diaphragm that's absorbing sound, and then it turns into electro- electrical signal. A speaker doing the exact opposite. Like, just do the same thing in reverse. Yeah. And we I always have, found that super, like, fascinating. We plugged in a, um, a headphones, uh, a set of headphones uh, during a show once to use as a mic. Uh-huh. Um, we just plugged it into the mic slot on the DJ controller, and it worked, like, mm-hmm. perfectly fine. Nice. Like, I mean, it sounded like shit, but <laughs> it, it worked. Imagine wow. imagine you got a microphone hooked up to your, like, speaker at the beach, and you just, that's what's playing music from your phone? A fucking speaker? <laughs> I mean, a fucking microphone. <laughs> That's honestly funny as fuck. <laughs> That'd be a cool idea for a Bluetooth uh, portable speaker, right? It's just shaped like a mic. <laughs> a portable speaker, that that would be a pretty cool idea. Um, shit. So, um, I, wanna, I have a few handful of questions I want to ask you. Okay, go. All right. 21 questions. Burn. This is not like 20 questions. I just had a few things I wanted to ask you about because um, one of the... Are you from Florida? 
Yeah, born and raised. Awesome. One of my like main goals with this show, my main goal, one of my main goals with the show is to like link up and talk to and promote and highlight and associate with like Floridian people, like artists, creators, musicians, everything. Like, you yeah, know, I want to focus on Florida as much as possible. So, how long have you been doing what you're doing? Actually, do you want to explain in your own words what you do? Um, well, I've been I'm producing music. Uh, for about like three years, DJing for about two. Um, usually people kind of do it backwards. They start DJing first and then producing, but mm-hmm. you know, I kind of did it backwards. But did it help you because you did it that way? Probably. I feel like it did. Sort of. Well, I've been doing, like when you first got into. I've been DJing? doing music my whole life. Um, I'm a drummer. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. I've been a drummer for like 15 years, so that, I feel like that definitely helped me with, um, especially DJing was the whole beat matching aspect requires uh, yeah. you to have a good knowledge of I was going to say just any stuff. kind of knowledge of music theory in general and then the skill of the literally being the one on beat like you're controlling the rest of the band and stuff by yeah know. so I, that makes sense actually to for that to be really helpful which do you enjoy more drumming or DJing no or? DJing or producing uh, actually. okay um or drumming too actually all three Honestly, I really love production, but I'm very lazy with it. Are you? But <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm ADHD as fuck. You know, that sounds production super... Production probably takes the most work, though, right? Oh, definitely. DJing I, is a walk in the park for I, me. Well, that's what I was going to say. I feel like because producing is so much more... Like, a more of a long-term like process, not like a performance. It's something you drag yeah. out. It's something you have to work and put effort into and time into. DJing I feel is like the instant gratification in yeah. that sort of, like, it's the duality between the two, you know? Whereas the production side is something you have to actively learn and, uh, you know, get feedback from other people about, you know? It's a process. Mm. Um, but I've yeah. Been, I've been starting to get back into it. I was kind of in a little creative slump the past two Just months DJing so. instead? Yeah. No, I've been definitely putting a lot of focus into my live shows um, just with the promotion and curation of that. Because I, you know, I, I do shows at Island Route that mm-hmm. um, I've been I host. Out there. Yeah, yeah. Stuart? Stuart and Jensen. I mean, actually, I meant to say Jensen. Yeah. yeah I do Jensen, those, Jensen's yeah. the only one I went to. I didn't go to the Stuart one. Yeah. That's cool. And Kava Cat, seen you there. Yeah, yeah. And Stillery? And Stillery, and then... Or was that just like a one-time? Or you uh, read, you... I, the last time I did it was my second time. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, man, that's that's awesome. Yeah, no, Stillery's fun. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's crazy. Their business model's nuts. They, like, do free drinks from 9 to 12 on Friday nights. You know, I've heard. I've, I've never gone. I haven't had the pleasure. It, uh, it's a crazy place. Like, you will get <laughs> fucked up there if you... Just take advantage of the free drinks. Nine, that's a long time to have free drinks. It is. No, it, it is. is Especially if you have uh, no, um, no uh, filter and just want to go ham. That's what I'm saying. I know a couple of people that'll drink after drink. They'll be at that bar every two minutes. But every time I let me get a refill. Let bro, me get a refill. Let people me get just a refill. hand me drinks when I'm there because it's free. So like, I just have mad people that just like my friend Roger. He he'll. Uh, when you're performing, you're saying, yeah, or just be in there. He'll he'll come up to the DJ booth and just hey, you, you need you need a refill, bro, and then he'll go to the bar and give me a refill. So nice. it's, it's inescapable. <laughs> yeah. But oh man, that that's great. That's wild. Hey man, your cup got a little empty. Distillery. Let me uh, let me go refill that for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you said like, you're super ADHD and like get into slumps with producing because I feel like something about 
that avenue i don't know what it is i haven't done like the analysis deep analysis just a shower thought yeah a lot of people that produce seem to be that type of person like super hard like adhd super um like like i don't mean this in an insulting way but a lot of people seem like kind of scatterbrained all over the place and then that's that, a perfect way to describe but it. that shows itself in the like the art they create oh absolutely because well, my shit's all over the place all my shit like it it's still like somewhat cohesive as a whole but it's all over the place you mm -hmm. know with my original productions and they're good i was um after i you know discovered you i mean also i started listening to your stuff because i knew you dj'd but i wanted i was more i was slightly more interested in like all right what has this been produced and i started listening through and it's good as fuck and the mastering is good that. too like like they sound you can tell the difference between someone who's like starting up amateur and somebody who's like kind of has a deep deeper grasp on the thing yeah by, by how it's mastered like in the mexican end mexican mastering is definitely uh the the hardest part about producing because mm -hmm. you'll never feel like it's perfect yeah yeah but and it's also like really subjective yeah no definitely some people prefer more sub bass in their mix some people prefer to get it louder at the sacrifice of the actual like well that's also level. what i was gonna say earlier about when you said that your shit's like all over the place and you have a lot of different stuff well that's also kind of how you want it to be because you want to touch a lot of different genres and you want to touch different uh people oh you definitely know what I'm i definitely don't want to be one dimensional exactly, you know yeah um i feel like uh a lot of artists try to put themselves in a box and i try to avoid that as much as possible you can move that a little bit towards you if you want or if you're leaning back yeah Sorry, I keep cutting you off with that. But, <laughs> no, you're good, dude. But I want to finish what you're saying. So, you know, honestly, some people, like, they can't get out that box because they, they are one-dimensional, you know? Like, you, you're able to do that. You're able to go outside the box. You're able to touch different genres, make different types. But some people can't do that. Well, yeah, I, I just get bored do, doing one thing, you know? that Even with my sets, I, I don't just play, like, I specialize in, like, deep dubstep. That's, mm -hmm. like, when I play live, that's what I play for the majority of my sets but like i i do like to mix garage drum and bass um yeah. down tempo stuff you know yeah and just like kind of like send send people on a journey you know question do you think that djing is more instant gratification because it's you you it's other people's music and not the thing that you spent weeks and weeks that you get tired of it's like it's other people's music so like obviously it's something you enjoy well, listening to also i look at it like this and like a live set it's exciting you know because you're curating like a vibe for a bunch of people and so it's just uh you know it's just a good feeling you know mm -hmm. and then producing it comes with its own frustrations you know when you can't something get something quite right you know you know you spend you slave hours and hours staring at a screen trying to get something to sound right and creative ruts are real they're they're fucking terrible mm -hmm. but you know every artist goes through them the artist block the artist Writer, block is writer's real. block it sucks musician's block whatever you it's the call worst it. feeling ever yeah. you feel like you, you've lost your ability to you know practice your medium mm -hmm. but do you think um part of the difference or not part of the difference but like would you agree with me on this that when you're djing you you get the it's more of like a simpler and more gratifying task, but 
the sacrifices that you're trying to please the crowd, whereas uh, producing your own thing is putting your own voice, whether people like it or not. Like, do um, you think that distinction well, to be honest, makes like, sense? I with DJing, I kind of just uh, I don't even really pay attention to the crowd. I kind of just like zone out into my own little world okay. and just like get into a flow, get into a flow state, you know, um, and. People fuck with it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a different uh, type than what most DJs can go with. Because most DJs like to look at the crowd and like create the atmosphere and the crowd that they want and stuff like that. But you just be going with the flow, doing your own thing. Yeah, I just uh, raise I my glass that. and say, "Here's to hoping that the crowd's fucking with what I'm uh, spitting out." You know. Yeah. But takes balls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, that's, that's when talent. you're nice like that's that, talent. though. I've never really learned to play any instruments. I, I really wish I did. There was a bunch of instruments that. That really interested me, but I never followed through with it, you know, for one way or one way or another. Um, making sounds, making songs, like producing songs—that's that's awesome. Producing is really fun. That, um, it's kind of like you just have ideas in your head of what you want something to sound like, and you just create it. The whole sound design aspect is really cool, you know. When you're synthesizing a uh, sound from scratch, just using like sine waves and stuff like that. Do you do you mostly use software? Or do you like uh, analog stuff too? Um, I want to get into analog stuff, but for the time being, I'm just using uh, Ableton on my desktop computer at home, mm. and I do have a um, a MIDI keyboard that I use sometimes. Um, it's given to me by a friend for my for Christmas or something. But That's an awesome gift. Yeah, yeah. no, he, he didn't really Super. have much use for it, so he just uh, gave it to me, and uh, I definitely got my use out. It has a good little drum pads on it too so i could drum in rhythms too so nice um yeah i enjoy using it what was your like come up like like when did you at what point did you realize this is the thing i want to put my energy into and then you start doing it and then what was the progression like of like getting your first show or putting out your first track or like and then from like from that point to now well when i first started um my friend Bradley, who had been DJing for a couple of years, he's, he plays like house music and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, he was already playing shows at Kava Cat, you know, or okay. that place where I play all the time um, now. But um, he just uh, he was hosting events there, and he we were friends. And he was like, "Oh shit, you start DJing?" He's like, "Just you can come play a set at one of my shows." And you know, I just, oh, so you kind of from an early point like had an in a little bit. Yeah. That's yeah. rad, actually. That's from the producing, yeah. Right? Yeah, no, um, when I started producing, I got involved with a little group called Subtropic Collective. Um, mm. It was a bunch of producers slash DJs that threw shows at the Backroom Tavern, but they kind of disbanded, like, right before COVID kind of hit. And mm. I kind of took the reins on throwing shows uh, post-COVID, um, started throwing shows at Island Root Kava Bar. That's um, a chill spot, too, like... There's an f- interesting mixed crowd there yeah. that I feel like you can play any genre and it like works there. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I've definitely noticed that. Um, I've been there a few times. That that spot is it's very lax. The Kava like vibe is really cool because you know it's a, a gathering spot for people like you know like you would expect with any kind of bar, but people aren't getting drunk, you know. Mm-hmm. Because Kava and Kratom, like, you feel a little different off them, but it's not like you're... It's not strong it's, at all. Yeah, it's not like you're 
getting impaired. Right. Unless you like go way overboard, but most people don't get to that level. One time I took three, I, I drank three uh, Kratom drinks over the course of like five, six hours. And only thing that happened to me was like slight <laughs> stomach ache. And I peed. Yeah, I just peed. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, it, it definitely has, Kratom itself definitely has a... Um, What's the point where it's like overboard? I, mean, I don't even know. Um, it depends on your tolerance, honestly. But tolerance um, of what though? Kratom. Mm. It's a tea they make from the kratom leaf. It's in the I know what it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but it You're acts a on off opiate the receptors. So, like, yeah. You know, especially if you don't have a tolerance, it's gonna sort of have that. I drink it for pain killing because I have a bad back from poor posture and being tall. Mm-hmm. But I never tried the uh, other strains. I've only had consistently had green, and just fuck with like the slight, it, uh, like uplifting feeling without feeling impaired. Like you said, I know that there's different types because uh, my ex, uh, she owns her parents own the smoke shop, and they have a bunch of kratom in there, and they have all different types, like ones that make you feel a certain way, or yeah, there's some like that make like, you like. There's some that are energetic. That's like the white strains. Mm-hmm. Green's in the middle, and then red's like yeah. the painkilling mm-hmm. slash like euphoric one. You know. Yeah. But I've never tried it though. It's nice. Um, I like it. I I like the drinking the drank version so far. So yeah, I never thought to smoke it though. Or, no, they got no, like capsules. Most, most like people pills. don't smoke it. Wait, I thought you could smoke kratom too. No, huh. <laughs> no, I'm, I know you like mostly ate it. <laughs> And they had like pills of it yeah, and drinking think, it. Like, I, don't don't think I thought people smoked sure. it too. I'm tripping. All right. I've never heard of that. I was about to say it's like a like you, it's like in a capsule type shit half the time, bro. So, but doesn't it start out as a plant? Yeah, it's a plant. It's like a leaf. Yeah. And um, people use the leaf to brew a tea, or they just grind the leaf into powder and take it like okay. as a shot. Like just mix the powder up with like some orange juice or. Maybe Something. someone I know was just off some stupid shit, but I could have sworn you could smoke it too. No, <laughs> no, you that's can't. probably a waste of kratom. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna waste more than I you don't get even know how you out of smoke it. that shit, bro. As the leaf, maybe. Um, I wonder that's, if that's you could. I wonder if you could. I wonder if you could. I remember it was like high school when I first heard about yeah, it. Yeah, no, it was a high schooler. They they tricked you. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe if it comes as like a leaf. I mean, you roll. You roll it backwards out of kratom. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I remember a buddy you get mine. Get a kratom leaf, roll up a J. That's in, disgusting. A buddy <laughs> mine. It does. Around that time in high school, he was mixing something in his cup and he was drinking it. And this girl you came know, up and was like, "Yo, what is that?" He was green. But was actually gas, bro, when I first he was drinking kratom, and yeah. he's like, "Hey, do you want some?" Joint, and she's like, "Oh, you trying to spike me?" He's like, "No, this is kratom." And it just didn't do anything. No, she didn't drink it. She just. Oh, okay. He drank it, but it, it was funny. I don't think you smoke it. Shit, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Seems like not. If <laughs> everybody's saying no. <laughs> um, have you performed in any other states? No, I've performed around Florida, um, Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Where's your favorite so, place to perform in Florida? I I really love Miami. Um, I lit, performed at this place called uh, Naomi's Garden a couple times, and it's like a uh, Caribbean restaurant. Is it like an outdoor venue? Yeah. Mm. It's got like... It sounds name. like a vibe. Yeah, it's, it's really a fucking vibe. And then I played at a Unbranded Brewing Company, which is like a fucking, you know, like a... Oh! Um, 
It's that in Miami. That sounds familiar, though. It's a big fucking um, brewery okay. um, slash like restaurant, but um, they had this like event there. Nick's only about it. Um, a three stage event. They had like a house stage, drum bass stage, and a dubstep stage. Hmm. And nice. It was it was a really fucking cool event, but um, yeah, What's, and Fort Lauderdale is cool too. Yeah, I haven't been to Fort Lauderdale much. Las Olas. Area. They get lit like, down south, bro. I will tell you that. Yeah. The South Florida. We just talked about it last podcast. South Florida. See the boy. <laughs> Some wild shit, bro. <laughs> South Florida could be its own little country. Nah, I swear, bro. When they when they say Florida man, it's it's coming out of that that area, like yeah, specific, pretty much central south. Not North Florida. They just nah. Georgia. Once again, I'll repeat. Fuck the Panhandle. Fuck the Panhandle, bro. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> Um, they don't I didn't associate say all with us. We don't associate <laughs> with them. I do not do not associate with the panhandle. The panhandle, bro. Um, what are some of your like earlier influences in music? Um, well, the reason I started producing um, music was uh, this. Can you get up closer? This uh, bass Sorry. music producer, Charles the First. Okay. Mm. He unfortunately passed uh, last year. I'm sorry but, to hear that. Um, he's, uh, he's a fucking legend. Um, he got me in. He inspired me to start producing music because I just fucked with this shit so much. Um, but back in the day when I first started like uh, drumming, uh, I played a lot of metal. Okay. And like you know bands like fucking Corn, Tool, Slipknot, they were all big inspirations back in the day. That's cool. I definitely like, you know, don't know their I knew, music. I knew, I knew that some deep. of their songs. I, I don't know their songs. music that deep, but it's definitely the shit that's been around for like my childhood because I, my mom would be into that shit and I would hear it a lot. Yeah, but what? I mean, like much more shit like that, like Lincoln Park. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man. I heard a lot of Lincoln Park too. That's See, I'm bad. The my, my one thing I'm really bad with is remembering names of songs and lyrics and shit. I know when I hear the band name, I know the style and I know like maybe a couple of hit songs. Yeah. But I don't know. Each individual song title and like who each person is and stuff. I, yeah. I that stuff is like way back long enough that I don't remember some of those details. But I do fuck with the style though. And I got really big into like post hardcore and like fucking punk and mm-hmm. ska and all that shit. Ska is actually kind of fire though. <laughs> Absolutely, People, ska is slept on. There's fire music in almost every genre. Ska. I don't think I've heard of that one. It's like punk with. A punk trumpet, with, punk with trumpets and punk saxophones. With, yes, really. Yes, yeah. with horn instruments. Like bands like Streetlight Manifesto or Less Than Jake. Fish, I have never real heard big of fish. Them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bro, that shit's fun. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's a good time. I got I gotta definitely Scott check it out. Shows have good energy. Checkerboard shorts or check check yeah checkerboard pattern shoes. It sounds shit. like it. I love all those instruments you named. You know, the saxophone is iconic. Everything with the saxophone is yeah. is great. I'm a big fan of jazz too. Jazz I is like cool. Jazz. You know, I've been saying this, and I don't know if. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, on the podcast, or if I said it to somebody outside of it, but I feel like electronic music and jazz have a, honestly a lot in common. People well, don't realize there is a subgenre called jazz tronica, which is literally really? jazz mixed with electronic music. There's um, on my uh, Spotify playlist I have um, that I started in 2011. Um, I have a couple songs that are that kind of fit the bill. Yeah, there's one that like mixes drum and bass and jazz and. It's really cool. Is it like jazz-inspired music made electronically, or is it a combo of it's instruments like, it's and like electronic? electronic music with uh, like jazz chords and okay. that kind of like you know music theory applied to it? 
I think electronic music is I so... I really want to hear that. That sounds dope. And when I say electronic, I mean, I mean like the whole broad umbrella because there's a lot of genres. But electronic music as a genre, like as an umbrella term, I find it so fascinating when people recreate songs using instruments or tool or like items in real world to create the same digitalized sounds like i've always liked covers with like band like band people uh either like orchestra people like or orchestral versions or like actual live band uh playing electronic songs does that make sense like or does that, does that make that confusing um yeah no that like I, for I, example that makes sense specific example like I'm a big Dead Mouse fan, so I was watching this video of somebody recreating Strobe with just an actual band that, that was present. That's, that's dope. I've actually never seen that before. I'll I'll show you after. Or it was fire. I I've, I think I've seen a few videos like that. I might have showed you it. They're awesome. No, even at like I think sporting events, sometimes some of the bands will will do something like that. Mm-hmm. I like mixing live elements with um, my DJ sets. So I have. A, lot of musician friends from every uh you know walks of life and um like my friend jonathan um he plays guitar he's really good at fucking like metal and shit and he'll play i'll uh, be playing a set and he'll be like yo can i come through and he'll come through mm. and during my dj set he'll set up his guitar and amp and just shred over my fucking dj set maybe this is the guy you're talking about but there there was a guy when i was when i saw you at Cava cat that was playing guitar like during the set yeah, I don't know if it was you. I don't know if that was your set or if it was somebody else on the console. Because <laughs> there was like a bunch of people that were rotating out. What's or, the dude with the dreads name? I always forget. I've been told. Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. Yeah, <laughs> he goes by that for real from The Simpsons. Yeah, that's that's actually that rocks. But <laughs> it's spelled like P S Y D, like psychedelic. Okay. So Sideshow Bob. Oh. Mm. You guys are buddies. Yeah, he's a great friend. I That's love cool. that man. That's awesome. His, his set killed also. Yeah, no, he's very talented. Does he produce also or just... Uh, yeah, he produces. He's, yeah. he's a very creative producer. Yeah. Anything you, he showed me, I really like. Back to your producing. Do you uh, do, you do like uh, full-on albums or do you just release track and then release another track? And then um, do you I just slow drip it out? I singles, but I have released two EPs. Okay. Um, they're about like three tracks each. But um, I've noticed a trend with EPs being three tracks. Three or four is usually three, three to five, really. But yeah, a lot of artists have been kind of moving away from like the whole album concept. Yeah, and I've noticed especially that. in the electronic music realm. And there's kind of no point towards EPs. Not that there's no point. I, I shouldn't say that. It's just like I feel like it's less impactful. To have albums in electronic, a lot of electronic stuff. Whereas yeah, there's, there's still some amazing electronic albums. There are like fucking. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just drew a blank. <laughs> I'm not as well versed, but I would really like to get into certain genres. There's there's a lot of uh, electronic genres that Acid really trap. really appeal to me, but I've never really gone into that rabbit yeah. hole that I want to go into. I, I just don't know where to start. Almost. There's a lot of amazing subgenres. Like I prefer. Deep dubstep, drum and bass. Actually, I lied. I, there's like some Chicago deep house or something like that. I really dig some of that old school stuff. Or is it Detroit? I, f- I forget. They both, both Chicago and Detroit were big on the house. So yeah, I'm I'm mostly really like house. Yeah. Um, my, my I mean, I like I I know I have a hard time describing what I like because I like what I like and I know it when I hear it. 
But I can't always say, oh, it's just house. Like, I like more than that. Yeah. And I like the dark, dub, the deep dubstep. I like the really dark techno. Um, like, really simple techno can be really good when it's done correctly. Yeah, especially in the right environment. Yeah. Agreed. No, I, I feel like I've gone to a lot of those parties, and I think that the, the best feeling of going to one of those electronic parties is you really do feel welcomed, like, every walk of life. And I think that you could be yourself. You could really, uh, you could dance and, yo, know, you're just having the best time. Like, yeah, I mean, where I've gone to other parties and, and everyone's like on the wall, like looking at each other and yeah, stuff. No, like, everyone's just trying to have a good time. Everyone's just trying to yeah, have some fun, rage out. I agree. It's, it's always a good time. I, I haven't been to any festivals yet. I definitely want to go out to, to support. I, you're here local. Heck yeah. So I haven't listened to, to much, but I will have the pleasure. I, Gotta look up. Yeah, come out to tie, uh, tie one Jesus. of our events. So we're doing one on the 23rd at Coffee Cat. It's gonna be a two-stage outdoor slash indoor event. Okay, I've been to uh, one go. where there was an indoor-outdoor. I wasn't I wasn't there that long. I actually showed up like Mother's Day with my mom. Yeah. And Dom was outside at, at the time that I pulled up. Dom was outside. I don't know who was playing inside. Uh, but I just we, we went in and it was fire and I was like I was not expecting that because we were just passing by and I, it was I, I was I was bar hopping with my mom like she was just bringing me to like bars that she likes to go to and then I brought I just was like all right let's check out Kavakai because we we're passing it and she really fucked with it and it was one of those indoor outdoor nights yeah those are fun um, they do uh, open decks outside so like any DJ that has their USB drive on them can just pull just up like an open invite yeah just That's like cool. come and play and it's really cool because like a lot of uh, DJs who are beginners or like haven't had a chance to play live can just like go up and get some practice playing in front of a crowd. So it's it's fun, you know. Yeah, agreed. No, I I heard that they're gonna have open mic and stuff, and I'd love to go to to some of those events. They do an open mic um, every Monday at Cavacat. Okay. Uh, my friend uh, John, who I was talking about earlier, he hosts them. My brain is tainted by the word open mic because I always just think of comedy. Yeah. No, our open mics at Cavacat are sick. Um, they bring like an electronic drum set, a guitar, a bass, you know, and um, a lot of times we just have like open jams where people would just hop on an instrument and just like have some fun. Nice. Yeah. That's some jazz, right? That that's like the heart of what jazz is. It's like people coming together and like mashing some <laughs> shit together and it making it work. Yeah, we get musicians from all walks of life there. Um, we have like this one kid. He's like fucking t- ten years old or something what? like that. And really? He plays saxophone. And Fire. He's fucking sick at it. A ten year old. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he's young as fuck, and he jams with us. He jams with. I believe with... it. You know, uh, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, big nose, bro. Big nose. <laughs> I, I mean, because well, we know we know a couple of Brandon, so you gotta. Yeah, you know, yeah it's say. true. It's true. So, bro, he he's been a saxophone like uh, 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 like, I don't know, I don't know if it's like champion or whatever it is, but like he's been he has so many trophies since he was like five years old. I, didn't I know never that. knew that. I That's me neither, bro. He told me this the other day and because I asked him when I went in his How house, can he not pull bitches if he's that bro, good? Bro, that's what I literally <laughs> told him. I was like, bro, just pull the saxophone out start playing that apartment yes. or something, bro. Like, <laughs> bro, like, and he played it for me because I was like, Brandon, what are all these trophies up here? Because it's like, I see all these football trophies because like we played football together. I know mm-hmm. he plays football. Like He's in college for football right now. So I was like, Brandon, what are all these other trophies? He was like, oh, band trophies. I was really good at saxophone. And I was just like, since when, bruv? <laughs> I know this about it's you. Bro, goes in his closet, bro, pulls out a giant-ass saxophone and starts banging this shit out, bro. Like, good, too? Good, bro. Like, I'm talking about, yo, son, 
what is up with you? Like, how do you not have no bitches? <laughs> like, you could play an instrument good. And one that sounds good, too. Not like a fucking, you know what I mean? Like, you could go and play a saxophone by yourself somewhere. I, we're not saying he has no bitches just as a derogatory thing. He He's a virgin. And, I hate um, to put this out there, but yeah, he's it's a our, It's a good friend of ours, though. He's old. He's not kissed a girl. Putting this man's business out there. Yeah. We've talked about it before. Crazy. He's been on the podcast. We've talked about yeah. it. Damn. We're not putting anything new out there. No, bro. It's like, it's bad. Damn. And it's like, it shouldn't be that bad. Because, like, motherfuckers be ugly, but, like, you can still get played, bro. Don't and, make uh, me and feel like, bad for this dude. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like bro, bro, bro. Like, Yo, I've you, seen, started, I've seen, you started by, by saying big nose, like. You you already went down a slippery slope. Like just ruthless. <laughs> I I, I, I really had that's much just how he did it to himself. To be honest, bro, he's born that way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is the truth. That is the truth, sadly. But bro, pouring out from a man's. I told him next yeah. time. Next time, like we have like a big group or something like that, we have a little getty or a party or something, bro. He need to bring it over and start playing something. Mm, that's that's true. He should. My only instrument. You're saying you wish you learned to play an instrument. I only have one. A recorder. No, I have like <laughs> two semesters, like one year's worth of clarinet experience in Squidward. middle school. Yeah, I was on that Squidward shit. Mm-hmm. It was in middle school. I was eighth grade. I want to say the acoustic guitar always appealed to me. The acoustic and the electric. As a kid, I feel like I really wanted an electric guitar, but my, my parents always said, "Nah." I had a. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you're not gonna be using that for long. Who knows? Maybe I could have been that dude. Could have been I play shredding. Too. Yeah. Awesome. I was never. I never got really good at it, like drums. But I, my dad plays guitar, so I would always play his as a kid. And I have okay. a twelve string. My cu- signed my, by Kid Rock. What? That's crazy. Do you really? Yeah. Where'd you get that? From a show. He used it in the show. Cool. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. You were saying? I'm so sorry. I forgot. Um, Oh, yeah. My cousin gave me an electric guitar. Um, I wanted one for the longest time because, you know, obviously I was into metal, rock, all that stuff. And we were visiting him in Boston. And he had an electric guitar and an amp in his basement. And the whole time we were there, I was just like playing on that shit yeah i already knew a little guitar from playing on my dad's acoustic and then he's like you want it i'm like fuck yeah <laughs> that's awesome I still have that, it. that's a great story it's a fucking less you have to keep it's, that it's a nice sure. ass guitar mm-hmm. but um fucking that, that's got some some history some some guitars love behind it especially a quality yeah, one that's what i'm saying that 12 string like that 12 string doesn't it's not even made anymore the type that, it, that I have Like they don't even Make those anymore Some discontinued really? shit Yeah like Have you that, played it? If it? No It hasn't came out the case Gotcha True But That's an investment Like that guitar Not signed by Kid Rock Itself is worth like Five grand Damn How'd you End up with this? My mom went to a show Got the guitar She bought it Or they gave nah, it to her Or what? She got it from Kid Rock I bet Alright That's awesome Yeah That's a That's a great story We need to get her To tell the story for real. <laughs> the time I met Kid Rock. Bro, get his mom on the podcast, bro. She kind of has been. Has so, she? Sort of. We had Dwayne on. She, she was she over there. In a good mood, bro. She was over there on the couch while we were recording. So she was. There. She chimed in a couple of times. A few. I don't think I was present. You weren't there for that one. That was Dwayne and Noah. How many podcasts Shout have you done? What number is this? This is 41. 41. And man. then we have a second one called uh, Box Thoughts. Which is, we've done three of those. What is it called? Box Thoughts. 
box thoughts. Like well, we hot we get hot we box. we hot box and just talk oh, about okay. shit off the box dome. That. Yeah, that sounds fun. It's really it, it's more we've like we probably that. recorded at least ten of them and only released three <laughs> because some of them because of how unstructured it is and how usually we have a lot more people on those. Yeah, and we're getting really high. A lot of times I haven't been able to use those because there have been a lot of things said that I just can't release. I just a lot, bro. <laughs> and, it's really, and it's really like when sometimes you- it's personal stuff, really personal shit. Like not even that like it's offensive. It's just personal shit that's like uh, that's a little too deep to put out there. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and then like but then there has been offensive very, shit too. It, though. Like I said, it, like he said, it's very unstructured. It's more of like yeah. off the dome, like bots, bots. Like we just sitting here chilling and just chit chatting, bro. Mm-hmm. So it's like it could go really, it could spiral real quick. <laughs> that's a fact. As most uh, homie conversations go. Very uncensored. Yes. Very, very uncensored. <laughs> very unhinged. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think one or two of them had to be very censored, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to be heavily censored. Well, that, that's what I meant by, like, w- like we are very uncensored yeah. when we're talking, oh, yeah, like, yeah. on box thoughts. But, like, here, like, when we're on Ghost on Ox, like, it's kind of like a, you, you know, like, you can't say certain things. You can't just be... You could be off the dome, but you got to watch what you say. Can't be wilding out. Mm-hmm. Well, only in the sense... Well, there's only, like, one rule. Well, there's a couple, honestly. Well, okay. Only thing that I ever bleep out is, like, really personal shit. Like, someone's address. Or someone's name if it, they're, if it incriminates them in a story. That's understandable. That's the type of shit I bleep out. Sometimes a lot of that comes up. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. But other than that, I don't be bleeping shit out. And politics. Anything, like, super political, I'm just like... Mm. No, goodbye. Well, I, I don't think I've ever gone political. Not me neither, really. There's certain things that you you discuss uh, at certain times, or, I mean, I don't know. Personally, it's a slippery slope. You said you never really got into podcasts much? Um, Not really. I, I checked a couple on Spotify. When I worked at um that place uh, where I built electric screwdrivers, I eventually got bored of music and... Well, not really bored of music, but like I wanted to switch it up, mm-hmm. and uh, I started checking out some podcasts on Spotify. I found this one called um, Disgraceland. Okay. And it was like about um, controversial musicians um, and their story. Like, there's Motley Crue and fucking um, like Ozzy Osbourne. What's the story of Motley Crue? I, I know about Ozzy. They're fucking party animals. Yeah. They, uh, I was say, when they, were, when they wreck hotel rooms. Have you ever seen the movie? It's called no. The Dirt. I've not seen that. That movie is honestly like it's it. so good. I want to see that movie, movie. Is it's free. It's on like HBO or Netflix or something. It's called The Dirt, and it's just okay. a movie HBO's about free. the Motley Crue's life, and that shit is fire. I'm talking about some heat, fam. You let me know how you get free HBO. <laughs> I don't know what it's on, but I know that it's know free. It's been free for a little bit. For a little minute, a couple years now. I know a guy yeah. with the who can hook up that free HBO, probably. Brandon. <laughs> uh, well, you. I mean, besides using Brandon's credit card, yeah, you could do that. But besides doing that, I know a guy. Okay, he knows a guy. After. I'll talk about it after. I know that. Uh, it's like it's all based on like true events because like the Motley Crew was there like when they produced the movie. And shit like that, or like so they had like actual yeah. input. Yes, like okay. it's it but was, it's not it like a follows like the like what really happened. Right? Was that called a biopic where it's actors and shit and it's scripted, but it's a basically a biography yeah. of somebody. Good or actors a person in it. Or a group. One of the main dudes is Machine Gun Kelly. What? 
I think I MGK? saw a movie, or there was a yeah. movie about Motley Crue, and I was, I was intrigued. I, I think the, their scene it would have been cool to have lived it. Personally, I never. That was what the story I, I watched. That wild, I did watch that wild. one movie, Rocket Man, about uh, uh, Elton John. Elton John, thank you. Y'all yeah. seen Bohemian Rhapsody? No, I didn't see. I haven't seen either of those. Yeah, I haven't seen. Rocketman was actually fire because it would it would be like actors playing the people going through certain events in his life, etc. But then at a certain point, it would become almost like dreamlike, where it became like a music video. But it was like playing in the movie, like it would be like um, a little not a montage, but um, it's a little segment in the movie. Uh, It was really extravagant. It was cool, and they would cut back to like. It would transition or sometimes hard cut to like to the next like event in his life or whatever or like shit he was going through with like getting just getting super famous really quick and drug abuse and all the shit that comes with uh, being a stardom with being Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when Especially he came, back when he came then, out as gay too. Yeah, trust me, it happens in every genre. If you're a musician, Spanish and everything, it's crazy. One of the music video, not not music video, but um, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. It's not a montage. It's not a music video, but one of the scenes, musical scenes, was like one of his first ever performances live somewhere, and he just like killed it. And like in, it became like the dreamlike segment where like people in the crowd started like floating and like everything was all whimsical kind of thing, and then it would like go back to normal, and then like the song is over, and then the rest of the movie happens. You know, it, fire, it, was, it was cool. It was cool. And I think in his like older years in the movie, he plays himself. Mm-hmm. And the younger points, he's um, played by... Um, oh, fuck. I have to look it up. Because it's going to bother me if I don't look it up right now. <laughs> There's a couple others that are like... That follow like certain musicians in their crews. And I don't remember the other ones. I know that honestly, bro, the Motley Crue, the Dirt... It's probably like top ten for me movies all time. Just as really, movie, just as a movie, yeah. Like that shit was fire. I haven't put that much thought behind my movie list, but me either. But like when I see, it, like there's not very, mo- there's not too many movies where I'm like, oh, that was that was. Taron Egerton. This guy, I never actually knew his name, but I recognize his face. He played like young Lennon. Mm. I mean Elton John. When I say Lennon, it's not ringing a bell. No, no. Let me see. I've seen him in some stuff. I just didn't know his name. He was in Kingsman. Mm. Oh, he is the main actor in Kingsman. Yeah, mm. that's right. Oh, okay. Exit. I, I know you're talking that. about. That. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have seen it. You know, it's actually funny. I haven't seen any of the Kingsman movies. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen the. I've seen the first one. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think I've, I've seen bits gash. of it, but I never sat down and watched it. You know, the first one's pretty good, honestly. I heard good things. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. For I haven't sure. seen the second one though. I never saw. Wasn't there a third too, or like a spinoff? I there was a third one. I, I think. don't know. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really behind third. on a lot of uh, movies in the past like five ish years. There's a lot of shit I just did not see. There's honestly not a lot of good shit that been coming out. Be honest with you, bro. There's some good shit I missed out on. <laughs> You're right though. There's a lot of bullshit. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of mid. Out a lot right of mid ski. In the last five years, what have been the most critically acclaimed movies? In the last five years, most critically acclaimed movies. Like good? Uh, yeah, you just think Endgame, about ones that Infinity come to mind. Uh, those are good, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But you could span even further. Um, 
There hasn't been too much movies that the, interested me in the past Spider-Man. couple years, honestly. It's bro, there honestly, hasn't been. It's, 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 all, it's all like just I've the missed a lot of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man movies. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Like bro. movies from like the late '90s and the early 2000s were like they just fucking Peak. hit. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. I mean, it's cliche to say, but it's it's one of those top things. It's cliche for a reason because people say it all the time, and it's true. But Pulp Fiction. It was one of my all-time just fan, nah, fan. Yeah. I and I was a fan of it ever from the first time I watched it. Like at the first oh, watching, I was like, "This is so genius." You know, it's a really good. This really off-topic from uh, Pulp Fiction, but it's a really good movie that I saw. Is honestly like top three for me is Ready Player One. I actually never watched it. I've never seen it. It this was really good. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. It was good. It was good. It is good. I would check it out. We also um, if you like like uh, if you like if you think like all this metaverse and uh, mm. whatnot is about to happen, this came out like a couple of years before the metaverse was even happening. You're saying it's about to happen? It's it's happening. What, what's like, happening now? Dude, is... it like it's basically like that. It just shows you what happens if, if like when people start like living in a virtual reality world. You know, a movie makes way more sense when you're tripping. Hmm. Is the Big Lebowski? No, 100%. I've only seen it like once. I've seen it a few times. I've seen it one time. I showed it, it to oh, them. I showed it to him for his first time. One time when we were tripping. What were you gonna say, Gunner? About I it? I said, yeah. That, the first time I ever watched it is when I was tripping, and I promise you, there's no other way to watch it. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> there's just not. Yeah. If you watch it sober, you're gonna be confused, <laughs> dude. <laughs> That was a that was a wild night, bro. Was that the same night that um? I'm not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna get into it. I think I know what she's about to say, bro. Nah. Um, you got any hobbies, my man, outside of music and shit? What's your escape from um, producing and mixing? I do flow arts. Flow arts. Like uh, your. I saw you. Poi. Uh, go ahead. Poi. Poi. Yeah, it's uh. You ever seen people spin fire? Yeah. Oh, man. I was going to say, yeah. okay, I didn't know the name for it, but I yeah. saw you, one, uh, the Convocast set, you were, somebody else was playing, and you were, like, spinning these, um, I don't know what you call them, but Boy. lights. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's fun. Movement yeah. arts are cool. You know, there's a lot of different shit. There's, like, rope dart, which is, like, poi, but it's, like, super long. Um, and spinning fire is cool, too. Like, it's just, like, poi on fire, mm. and... Dangerous a little bit if you're not do- doing I, it right. I mean, I got some burns in my hand right here. I saw so. somebody at the distillery doing some fire spinning and stuff. Fire spinning is really fun, mm. honestly. It's uh, I, it's like empowering, you know. It's just yeah. Like, you're just like. It makes sense. Like it's like kind of like fire bending. Yeah, and you have to tame the fire, like to not to like make a show out of it, but not burn yourself. Yeah. Well, actually, it was. I started to get nervous for the because there's two. There's a guy and a girl that were switching back and forth, and uh, at one point the guy was switching items i don't know he had these sticks that were on fire and then he had like this like um bungee thing yeah he would, i don't know i don't know the names for any of these things but anyways there was a point during the performance where he like switched between things and he handed off the sticks that were on fire to uh the girl to put it out with this special like towel or whatever uh and it wasn't like, going out it was like <laughs> i was sort of getting nervous because <laughs> the, the she was like rolling it and like patting it down a bunch with this thing it's got to be some kind of special towel, used, towel that's going to suffocate it. It's literally just a regular like towel. Just a regular towel? Because, like, you know, with fire, you know, 
Try to as long as you suppress, smother it, smother it and suppress the oxygen, you yeah. know, the fire will go out. Yeah. So, the girl was struggling because it was not going out for a minute. She was just probably not well trained or whatever. <laughs> Maybe or just nervous because she's shit's on fire. Yeah, <laughs> I would say people start panicking in that situation. Yeah, you know? sometimes I feel like a lot of people's like survival instincts in situations. I guess that counts as like a survival instinct, but like a like a know how instinct is not there for a lot of people. Like they, a lot of people panic and like. Uh, well, you'd think somebody who's into fire throwing would. Exactly, that's what I'm no, saying. It was just like she just started panicking. I have no doubt that like, she knew what she was doing. It just exactly. got me nervous it's for a minute. When you get in that state, when you get yeah. in that like panicky state, it's like most people's instincts are not there, dude. Most that's people true. do not have those instincts. Yeah. And that's so wild to me because everybody used to. Mm-hmm. Like. I would say everybody. Dude, no, you yeah, I don't think everybody back in the day. You could survive back in the day without those instincts. I think those instincts are just they change over time probably. Well, certain, yeah, I mean like obviously. certain base instinct things like, like fire. Well, see, is it different? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, it's different now because you don't have to have those instincts because, in today's like, age for We were talking back in the part. day. If we're talking about back in the day as far as even western even like, twi- I'm talking about even as recent as like 20, 30 years ago. One base, more basic instinct that people would have is like direction. Yeah. And now with like Google Maps and shit, people no, don't have exactly. no directional that, sense. That's, that's that's what I'm saying because like they that, rely on a that's thing. That's also another part of the thing, bro. It's just like in today's age, you don't you don't need you don't need it. I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, you in know? cities and towns and shit, you don't really need it that bad. That is true. That is true. And how much you you uh, know the area, dude? There. Like Cody, you got directional awareness. Yeah, actually, it's kind of like required for my job. Oh, for the surveying. Sur- surveying, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you do surveying? Yeah. Yes, sir. That's where the money at. Keep making bread. <laughs> it's decent. It's decent. Uh, once you once you get up in a big position, you know the dude we were just talking about, Brandon. His father is uh, like he runs his own company, surveying. Yeah. And he's been doing it for a long time. He basically just does it by himself. Or it's a good. That's it's, after tax. It's a good you. job for now, but I'm trying to do music full time. Yeah. Want to get to that point? Nah, it's a it's a good thing to get into on like a side thing, bro, because you can make some money in that, for real. And it's like once you if you stay in it a little bit, like you don't be out all the time, like you don't be on the job like all the time. It's like you go do the job, you serve it, and get going, bro. Like once you get up to that higher position where he's at, because I talk to him about it all the time, because it's like he's just like Brandon not 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 many people to talk to so when he has people to talk to he likes to he talk. goes off he goes off yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like he'd be telling me all the time it's like he, he it only took him like I think like seven years to get into the position where he's at and obviously he wasn't making it a year but he said like once he got into that position where he was just doing it himself he was making well over six figures after tax you yeah, know definitely uh it's definitely good money once you get to the Start to rise up. And That's what I'm saying. Come on, like a crew chief and shit. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it fun though? Sometimes. Like, is there a fun aspect to it? I don't know about Just fun, but it's. I wouldn't even say it's. If you know what you're doing, it's not super hard. I got. You. I wouldn't. It, it. It might be fun if like he does. He does it, so he could probably tell you more. But from what Brandon's pops has told me. It'd be more fun to like it with the people you have, like depending on the group you with type thing. Yeah, I mean, the coworkers definitely make the job, exactly. but yeah, it's kind of cool, like, like every job, being though. able to um, uh, explore new places. Like sometimes we're in the woods and shit, you know, and it's mm-hmm. kind of it's fun, you know. You're you're uh, you're fucking what's the word like like seeing new territory and mapping it. Out yeah, <laughs> to no, a degree. definitely. Like, oh, yeah, it's cool. We do a lot of topography work where we just like we have a a GPS rod that we can like 
take what's called take shots of like the environment around us and it gives you like a location and elevation and we like okay. map out certain spots for um your actual like, sure. like coordinates type shit yeah okay but it's good it's a cool job um this has been a good show uh where could people find you um i'm on instagram um at ty jesus base um and uh just ty jesus on soundcloud all right i'm on spotify too but yeah that's where to find me any cu- upcoming projects anything like people should be looking forward to um i'll be dropping a song soon um i'm getting the cover art made as we speak um nice you do that or do you have somebody to do that um in the past i've done my own cover art but um i'm having my friend maddie do a commission for me cool for- nice so it'd be nice to release something after a lot of months of not doing shit. Yeah, that once you kick that um, little writer's block and you finally get back on track, I know I know from experience too. That's like a really satisfying feeling. So yeah, definitely. happy to hear that. It's good shit. Thank you. All right. Well, follow the podcast on Twitter at Ghost in the Ox. Um, do y'all have any final words? Well, hey, I I look forward to listening to some of your music and and hopefully seeing you in person. Yeah, come out to a show, dude. Yeah, oh, definitely. where do you play regularly? What's upcoming for that um, live stuff? Cavacat, um, and then I'm playing in Fort Lauderdale on the thirtieth. Okay, so that'll be fun. Awesome. All right. Um, Y'all fuck with my boy Ty Jesus, and don't forget to wash your asses. <laughs> wash your ass. Wash your feet. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs>